A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Should we turn that? Do you want it slightly? It's all right, just, 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 okay, just, let's keep just the rugby warm. on in the background. Sorry, yeah. so so we're, we're, hello, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. I'm Tim, Phil is there. Hi, Tim. And that's JB. Hello, Tim. We're in the rugby dungeon, and there is 25 minutes currently on the clock in the final match of the European Champions Cup weekend, Leicester 7, Munster 3, as it stands. And we were just having, you just caught us having a little bit of a dispute. Are we all all right with it being on very quietly in the background? I want to hear what Jerry the Guns Flannery has to say. But yeah. I'm, I'm not allowed to because Phil doesn't want me to. <laughs> no, I'm very happy. I mean, if the result no, stays, no, no. if the result stays as it is currently, and Leicester win, uh, that means I've predicted nine out of nine correctly on my two pound accumulator, and we'll win ninety quid. Uh, what? Well, yeah. yeah. Wow. So come on, Leicester. Gambling's right. not for mugs. I, th- I think it's fair to say. <laughs> JB, I, right? We don't have the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast theme today because I've got something I thought that might be more appropriate, being as this is the final podcast before. Well, this is probably the final podcast. Are we going to do one on uh, next weekend after Christmas? Let's play it right here. There's games, aren't there? There's games, yeah. I'm, 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 here, I'm, I'm, here, on the, I'm here on the Monday. I'm yeah. here. We could do it on Monday one. Yeah, we could do it on Monday. Just yeah, all right. So it's not the final podcast of the year, but it is the final one before Christmas. I'll play something instead of the... This is something we featured on the podcast before in a festive way to start things off. Do you remember when Nottingham Rugby Club did their version? Oh, <laughs> I said you thought they couldn't find it. Uh, With Ayula. Uh, Nottingham Rugby Club did their version of Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, and they did Fairy Tale of Nottingham, and it features the deepest voice ever, rec- <laughs> ever recorded by Centre Ayula Arinley. An old man said to me, This could be our year. This bit's a bit awkward, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is weird. This, this isn't Ayula Arinley. You'll notice when Ayula Arinley comes in. There's a marked difference. Yeah, big difference. Here's Ayula Arinley. Here it is. So tired now. <laughs> the playoffs are in our sights. I build my dreams around. Dreams around. Uh, there we go and uh, let's get on with the podcast today we've got plenty to discuss not least the European rugby that's happened this weekend round four of the competition and also we've got uh, Eddie Jones who's been well I was going to say recruiting probably poaching is probably more, more of an accurate way to describe uh, what he's been doing to assemble his coaching team so we'll be discussing that and also um, there is the rumour that's been circulating this week and as we speak right now there is no confirmation that Dylan Hartley will be Eddie Jones's England captain um, so we've got that to talk about. Um, do you mind if I just I'll just give, go through a couple of tweets we've had in in the last week? Please fire away. The first one after watching the, a match um, this weekend, Sam stands up says, uh, "Did anyone else?" And this is again it's got a festive um, link. Anyone else see more than a passing resemblance between Camille Lopez and Shane McGowan? 
<laughs> Shane McGowan from the Pogues. From the Pogues. Oh right, right, yeah, okay. <laughs> I kind of see what he's what he's talking about there. Um, Owen McDowell has got in touch to say he's he's been blocked by. Times journalist Stephen rugby Jones? journalist Stephen Jones he says I finally feel like a legitimate rugby fan who follows Stephen Jones I'd love to know who follows him and gets on with him um, well, he's got 10,000 odd followers who but well I, I, I just wonder because we followed him and then he blocked us Do we, does that still count towards he, a follower he, he blocked us um, so we didn't do innocence no he blocked us because of something one of our followers did and tagged us in the same tweet yeah so he just blocked us. Uh, and then I think in his, I don't know if you saw his tweet, his reply tweet, saying like, oh, it's something along the lines of, are you an award-winning journalist? Block. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was magnificent, actually. He's, he seems like a good guy when you when you meet him, but on Twitter he's very... I, think, uh, I, I love how confrontational he is. Very good. Be- belligerent. Uh, Alex Telfer is one of the people that got in touch about our festive 15 last week, and there were lots we missed. Like, for example, we missed Santa Sinotti, who could have got in our team. <laughs> Wenceslas Lorette. Wenceslas Lorette. Uh, yeah, loads and loads of suggestions for that one. I can't believe we missed it. And Monday Books on Twitter said Andrew Mertens, yeah, Frank good. Frank in Bunts, and Gary Gold. <laughs> and also, I yeah, found... Gary Gold. I can't believe we missed Gary Gold. Aaron Manger says Jim Bob DB. Mm, good. And my my boyhood rugby club, Newby Rugby Club, got involved as well this week on Twitter and suggested Rocky Elfson. Oh, I like that. Cliff Richard Hill, although <laughs> I'm not so sure. It's just a little Richard. <laughs> I mean, he's not really... He's not just a Christmas thing, is he, Cliff Richard? I, I no, no, uh, Cliff Richard's for life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, not yeah. just for Cliff... I think you have to be careful about mentioning Cliff Richard. He's like he's on that list now, isn't he, with people oh, you have to be careful about. Uh, no, I, I, I thought he was cleared, I wasn't thought, he? Thought, cleared no, of any no, no, no. I think he, he doesn't come back to the UK anymore. And he's in a... He's in a what's it called? Um, you're, you're, you're very good at this sort of thing, though, Tim, because you, you've got these sort of gossipy connections because of your background. He's living in Barbados now, which I think you can't be extradited. Are you, saying, are you saying that he's hanging around with Roman Polanski somewhere? <laughs> saying nothing of the sort. I'm, I, sa- I'm saying he seems to be very eager not to come back to the UK. I don't know what he's done wrong because he's, you know, the well, man's clearly an, clearly an asexual. So, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, no, yeah, I don't want to go into it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, this rugby club got in touch and said, and I don't know, I want to know, is it, it Deck Hall is apparently a player, which would be a really. Oh, good was a try- no, it's not. Oh, go on. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Leicester are on the Munster five-yard line. Try, try your hand at commentary, JB. Go on. See how you do it at commentary. Uh, okay. Jay, go on. Uh, cheating Munster, holding up the ball, ball again. <laughs> Look at them, scoundrels. <laughs> Brave Leicester scrum half, shipping the ball wide to another nondescript, nondescript wing. I don't know who that is. It's Gonover. 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 Miles Benjamin would have finished. I, I can only imagine this is <laughs> tremendously hard. I don't think I, I could. I could do it for sure. There you go. Uh, okay, fine. We got we, anyway. We've got loads of tweets. It's at Rugby Podcast. You can get us on Twitter. You can listen to the podcast on the Acast app, and you can also listen on iTunes. And thank you very much for the reviews. We've had in the last week, like Paul Duero, give you uh, a shout because he said uh, Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast five stars, almost as good as Miles Benjamin. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you, but we've got quite some way to go yet before as good as Miles. I know Miles is. Oh, Miles showed up on Twitter. He did. There was a picture of. Uh... That's right. That's right. There was someone got a picture with Miles Benjamin. And then I'd obviously told him how much we love Miles Benjamin <laughs> because the tweet had a picture and it said, Miles, at Rugby Podcast, these are the guys that love you that I was telling you about. <laughs> we love you, Miles. Uh, we do. Um, and it says, 
literally the three wise this is the flat sir on Twitter <laughs> literally the three wise men of rugby abuse and praise to players and coaches dished out in equal measure sign up and you won't regret the banter flying around oh, lads uh, thank you very much so leave your uh, reviews right before we get into the rugby should we just deal with the England captain scenario yes let's do that because that's, okay. that's well, I think that's been one of the biggest things that people have reacted to which aspect do, in do the you week? want to deal with it first well the root, so the rumour is Dylan Hartley what do you think what's, well, your, what's your gut reaction the rumour came out and my gut reaction was well I don't know when he's going to be back fit because yeah. he's been concussed for six eight weeks uh, he's not played since then and currently has no expected return date because they're playing things by ear. But mm. there's, there's a five stage of the concussion protocol and he's not got sufficiently through them to be able to return to play. So we don't actually know if he'll even be fit for the Six Nations. Yeah. So do you think this is a an unsubstantiated rumour then? Well, just it, it, it had the feel of a lot of these rumours. Like, Borthwick was, and Gustard were a rumour and then it was announced the next day. So yeah. it's got the feel of it, but... Just, uh, I don't know. I think it's substantiated. But if their first move is to announce or thinking of announcing a captain who they know hasn't passed his concussion protocol and might not play, well, that's an absolutely idiotic thing to do. Because yeah. all you're going to do is burn your bridges with the next guy that needs to, that needs to replace him, Andy, uh, and you're the Or the incumbent, who yeah. would probably be the second option. Exactly. I did see a quote from Eddie Jones that said he wants a captain with some niggle. So got one. If, if, if he goes, definitely if got he goes for Hartley, so it might be just someone's reading into that. We'll see. But for me, well, Tim, would you have him as captain? Would I have Dylan Hartley as captain? Well, no. Hold on. Well, let me just go to some of the tweets we've got in the last okay. week. And this one from Tyra seventy nine on Twitter says. Dylan Hartley was was the Saints' longest-serving and most successful captain. Exactly. Uh, but that side of the argument is rarely heard. And also, uh, B- Brian On um, on Twitter said, what about Martin Johnson's disciplinary record? And that was when he played in the era with far less technology and sightings as well. Yeah, I mean, Martin Johnson nowadays would have about four games and be banned for life. I don't mind players playing hard and playing niggly. What, what he does is he loses his cool... In yeah. pressure situations, that's the element of his disciplinary. Forget the bands and stuff. It's the decisions he makes when he's really in those crucial moments, which which makes a big difference. And it has cost England in the past as well. Yeah. Well, he effectively lost the game against South Africa last yeah. autumn. Yeah. But he's he's missed time with him. He missed the World Cup. Yeah. He missed the Lions tour. And not only the Lions tour, he cost Northampton the Premiership final. Well, yeah, but he also won sent one. Off in the first half. Yeah. But he also won one. And well, but it's, it's a, is it, you said it's a 50-50 then. And right, you so can't have an initial captain who's so a 50-50. So right, well, okay. well uh, let, let's just take the, the one starting point. is if, if you could pick a player purely for being a captain... And forget about how good they were as a player. Then you'd, well, have, that. you'd have someone sure. like you'd have someone like Stuart Hooper. Oh, I see where you can. Like, like, yeah, like uh, the perfect, In- intelligent, the perfect captain, leader, great speaker, leader, perfect professional, yeah. calm under pressure. Uh, unfortunately for Stuart Hooper, he's just not a good enough player. I, I, I do have reservations about Dylan Hartley, not least the fact that Jamie George is pulling up trees. Yeah, yeah. Jamie George is playing very well at the moment. I go back to where we were when we were talking about the England captaincy about a month ago, and my my personal thought is, there's no urgency yeah. to pick one. The World Cup is three four years away and the natural leader will make themselves known in the next year let's say I, I agree with everything you've said but I also love the selection I, I love 
getting players that play on the edge. I know Phil got very very animated before that he might cost you cost cost you a game, and he might do. But what also costs you a game is having captain a captain like Robshaw and having the mental edge which England had in the World Cup, which was effectively no edge. I, I think it's a really positive step, and you know that's why you pay this guy big money because no one else would have done this outside of maybe Jim Mander. Well, he's not done anything yet. Ah, yeah, that's a good point. But if he <laughs> if he does do it, I if absolutely love it because it's a statement of intent that this will not be easy. Now we're not going to be nice people. Um, our mothers might not be that proud with our antics on the field, but we're going to be a real nightmare to play against. I wonder if there's even a little tiny bit which is like uh, fingers up to the last regime. Yeah, you banned him. I'm making him captain. Yeah, there, I, do you know what? that might be. And I, I can understand that, and yeah. I can understand it. Say right, this is a culture shift going for something different a different angle I, I can understand that and I can understand selecting Hartley as a captain for me I wouldn't because his disciplinary record is too high but I can understand the argument to do so imagine the pressure because yeah. everyone knows that he likes to blow up oh. and now he's captain and in the middle of the scrums as well oh it's exciting isn't it isn't it exciting everyone would target him all of the time for 80 minutes in every international match yeah. people would target him and I'm not sure mm-hmm. he, Dylan Hartley can deal with that Anyway, uh, rugby this weekend then, so European Cup round four. Due to various uh, works, knees ups and, and, and parties and stuff, we haven't all seen all the rugby, but hopefully we can cover it all off between us. Uh, I think between us we've, we've, we've seen most of the stuff. Do you want to go chronologically then again? Happy to do it. Let's do, do well, it. We can get over Friday night pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, I've, for sure. Uh, uh, does it feel? I don't know how many times these two teams have played. It seems to be every year we've yeah. got to watch his, watch his fixture. Yeah. And I'm sure North, they've had Northampton Racing. We're talking about obviously. Yes, yes. Sorry, of course. I'm sure they've had a, a draw before. So generally speaking, when these two teams play, you get one of two results: a massive, massive uh, be- beating up of Northampton or a draw. <laughs> and neither is particularly entertaining. Last no. week, last weekend's game was entertaining. For it was good to see Carter. And it was good to see the the power of the forwards and the interlink, like Dulan and Rokotoko uh, tearing it up last week. Yeah, um, and obviously Carter. But this week, it just the game never never really got going. It was stop start a lot of the time. There was knock ons and uh, just well, Mike, no consistency. Mike Phillips has now started two games in a row. Yeah, apparently this is purely on the basis that he can speak English and Dan Carter can't speak French and Maxime Machineau can't speak French. No, he yeah. can't speak English. So uh, again, uh, big sexy. Oh, what, what, very, I can't very, believe very, very they haven't used the the cliche that they always use in football. They go, "You don't need to understand language; you just need to understand the language of football." <laughs> <laughs> they always say, "Why haven't they started using that with rugby?" Because <laughs> we've got some intelligent commentators and pundits, probably. <laughs> Uh, so just jumping back briefly, we'll obviously just do the, the results. Gloucester beat Worcester again. Montpellier uh, beat Cardiff by a point in a tight game. Grenoble uh, had the the most entertaining game of the whole weekend. Grenoble or Grenoble, however you, however you want to say it, forty eight. Agen forty five. What? Wow! How did I miss that? <laughs> I know a ninety three point thriller. Uh, and in that same pool, five um, Edinburgh edged a win over London Irish. Saturday in pool one. Oh, do you want to, oh, yeah, whatever. Let's go through the pools on Saturday. So, pool one, Saracens dominated Oyana again. As expected. 50, Magnificent Saracens. 50 points again. Hattrick for Chris Ashton. Yeah. Not that it's saying much when it's in a 50 point win. Yeah. And there were three pretty simple tries. 
but they just uh, well, we've, we've, talked about, very, we've talked about them a lot recently well you're now very poor Saracens are very good end yep. of end yep. of uh, Bordeaux Bagel with a lovely kit uh, got a six point win 33 to 27 against Osprey a six point win six point win yeah 33 27 I thought you could never. Uh, no, oh, right. they won sorry. by they, they won by six points in an entertaining. <laughs> there were there were sixty points in the game, and they won by six. And it was uh, good, good game. Yeah, Bordeaux uh, were pretty comfortable for most of the game. Osprey staged a late fight back. Uh, I don't know if either of you saw the Dan Bigger intercept try. God, he's good, isn't he? Where he almost messed it up because he started jogging and didn't see a winger who was blindsided him. Yeah. And then as he started accelerating, almost stumbled and went head first. Well, this is the problem, okay, with Dan Bigger. You, he only is world class when there's a world class amount of pressure on him. <laughs> that, that's how he works. It was, it was co- almost comical. Uh, the way he almost messed it up, but didn't. Just did enough. Are we all in agreement now that he is the world's best fly half? Uh, Dan Carter's the world's best fly half. No, uh, he's not. It's Dan, D- it's, Dean uh, Carter. It's Dan, it's Dan Bigger. It's definitely someone called Dan. Can we all agree Dan <laughs> is the world's best fly half? Dan. Yes. And then we've got a difference of opinion on the surname. Ooh, fair play. Ooh. What's going on? I haven't broken a mirror. No, no. fine. All okay. Uh, another ugly, let's just mention the score Scarlet 6, Glasgow 9. Yeah. Yeah. This horrible. is disappointing actually because two of the so-called beauty teams. Yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I just say poor BT Sport with some of their some of their like, six all on Friday, six nine on Saturday. Yeah. Pretty ugly. I did, I looked for highlights for this high and low, but I don't I don't think any exist. No, don't. I don't think you could possibly conjure up even a minute's worth. Everyone's highlights. banging on about how what wonderful rugby both these teams play, and mm, it's miserable actually. It must have been bad conditions. They just they just nullified each other in this one. Uh, Stad say thumped Benetton fine move on uh, and there we go um, at least BT Sport did have a game that was quite entertaining on, on Saturday Bath 10 Wasps 36 yes well unbelievable I'm saying yes because this is what I thought might happen and then last week just threw it just threw everything off I thought the world might end last week 36-10 at the wreck Yes, mm. it's the biggest defeat Bath have had inflicted at home in almost five years. But it almost felt like it was coming to to a certain degree. Like Bath have just been, and they've been been out of sorts. That yeah, that's no secret. That's a way of that's a good way of describing it because they've got the players there, they've got the talent. They've just not been they've not been clicking. I know I know BT Sport did a, an interesting little bit of analysis on the difference that Matawalu makes um, to having Peter Stringer mm. because Peter Stringer oh we talked about it a couple of weeks ago just simple service yeah his strength is very fast very fast pass very fast from the base of the rook the scrum the maul Matawalo is a lot more unpredictable Wasps have two guys that do that Simpson and Robson when he came on both I was just taken aback it, yeah. you, the service so quick yeah because yeah. it's, it's gone in gone yeah. it's very impressive actually Matawalo something like 78% of the time he doesn't pass the ball immediately so Ford is getting less time and Ford needs time because he wants to be making the decisions he wants to be doing everything but they've got Chris Cook and he's, he's not a bad player by any stretch no and I, I, I think I hope we start seeing more of Chris Cook I think they're going to have to they had a rumbling driving mall which has again been something that they've shown up with strong in the last few years and I, it was almost harder for Matt Garvey to be held <laughs> up than to score it I don't understand how he managed to it's like his own player hit him and flipped him onto his back like he was a, a ladybird or something or whatever a, a, a yeah, beetle just, or something just like that. I, I don't know how he managed it but um, <laughs> uh, Bath have got issues as we know and, and they'll be hoping to bounce back in, in back in the premiership again they need to 
Uh, wasps, fantastic! Fantastic. Yeah, uh, they're going places. They are uh, going places. Leinster showed up quite well against Toulon. Yes, they were winning for <laughs> yeah. most of the game. Yeah. This is a depressingly kind of uh, inevitable result, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leinster were up at half. We're up at the half, but just Toulon are grinding, aren't they? Mm. They are just. They just carry on going, and then when they're not quite winning, they bring on another 120 stone worth of substitutes, <laughs> and then they carry on going. But they've got enough power, well, enough money, and therefore enough power to keep winning. Mm. And that that does make that group look... It feels a little bit ominous, with Toulon getting smashed by Wasps in their first game because they missed the first round, and then two games, uh, one on the bounce against, against Leicester. Leinster that's delicately um, poised that that pool isn't it yeah but they've got to play Bath twice yeah um, which based on the way things are going I'd give that two wins to Toulon mm. yeah big wins as well actually yeah and then London Wasps return fixture oh sorry Wasps not London Wasps it's written down as London Wasps on, on what I'm reading here Ugh. that's wholly incorrect that is incorrect so it's been incorrect for a number of years as yeah. well yeah um, um, yeah Elsewhere on Saturday, South Sharks beat Cast in the Challenge Cup. Steve Diamond is obviously delighted to win this game. He, he you know, smiling ear to ear, all, all the rest of it. But he didn't start his first team. In fact, he started oh. Joe Ford at Flyhoff. Yeah, he's, they've rested everyone in all of the... And they've still won. In all the Challenge So Cup. I can't really work it out. What is it that they... Do they want to win it? Do they not want to win it? Uh, I, I just really can't work out what the significance is. Of, of a sale. Well, they, well you not play got... every weekend, don't you? So yeah. pre- Premiership is bread and butter because they want to be in the top competition, obviously. But don't don't forget that this season, it, it, a lot of the teams are a lot of the teams in the Challenge Cup are using it as an, a chance to rest their res- uh, play their reserves, yeah. play the younger lads because they don't have an LV Cup this year. So this is yeah. an opportunity to get those boys game time. Yeah, and interestingly as well, uh, Steve Diamond was saying that that it took him thirty hours to travel to. Um, Travel to the away game, and the uh, sorry, uh, cast. cast sorry, cast actually flew up on, on a, pri- a private jet <laughs> for their game. <laughs> so thirty hours, really good. I, I was wondering that. Must magic, magic. Bus. Well, we're going to land in was Italy, it? and then yeah. we're going to hike over somewhere. <laughs> Bit of a team building. We'll drop you in some random city <laughs> in B- yeah. Bucharest, whatever they got cheap easy jet flights to, and you have to make your way You've there. Got a compass on a map. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, guys. Uh, game Saturday afternoon. Uh, Poe. Uh, got beaten by Dragons Quinn stuffed Calvisano Zebra oh, What's happening uh, Oh yeah Quinn's yeah. Something happened oh, yeah, in the Quinn's game Jamie Roberts scored First try on, on debut From three yards was it Exactly three yards yeah. No more no less <laughs> <laughs> um, There you go That's Saturday Right Let's have a pause We'll talk about Sunday in a minute But we've got, we've got plenty on the podcast And um, Phil came up with a brilliant idea Of giving a gift From the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast To the new England head coach Eddie Jones it was. Um, well, several gifts, actually. I've got uh, gifts for you two. Oh, thank you, S- mate. Sitting on the table over there. I don't know if you want to do that now. Now, Yeah, just yeah. do that now. If we're giving a gift to Eddie Jones, you might as well give us one at the same time. So I've got yeah, two, I've why got, not? I've got two rectangular uh, gifts here. What are they? What are they uh, the, the smaller one is for you, Tim, and the larger oh, one is for JB. Makes sense. There you go. They, uh, f- they feel like books. Yeah, it feels uh, like... It looks to my size, my size of thing. I've been significantly better than you than, than you this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Phil. I'm very much... Pretty, well, well, stolen well, well, and now well, a gift. Well, let's open it before we start thanking yeah. you. We, we, don't know what, we don't know what it is yet. Very good point. I think, Jay, you will be delighted with yours. Oh, no, it's not. I'm, I'm going to read it. I know what it is. <laughs> I have got, Tim. What have you got? What have you got? 
House of Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, I was hoping that this would be like 1p, but it's actually not. What? It, do I have to pay you back, do I? No, 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 of course not. <laughs> um, but Because I'd I pay just, any amount for this. So, I was thinking about the economics of this. I was thinking everyone would just be trying to get rid of it. But then also... If 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 he'd won the World Cup, they'd be printing thousands of copies. Whereas I guess the the supply, there'll be no more of these ever printed. No, so it's no. now a collector's. It's like, that, it's like can... that scene in Alan Partridge where he has all the copies of Bouncing Back pulped. They'll just have tons of <laughs> copies of Stuart Lancaster. Well, they've got um, pulped. <laughs> back to Phil's point, one of the top selling selling um, rugby books, if you go by the Waterstones display, is still the Martin Johnson book from the really? World Cup. Is yeah. it? Uh, well, I have got, and thank you very much, Phil, I have got Me and My Mouth, Austin Healy, The Autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I, what I like about this is I could, I, I'm, I'm working um, at sale against oh, wasps. wasps on the 2nd of January uh, for BT Sport. And if Austin Healy is on the team, I could pack this in my bag and really creep him out by <laughs> be sat there reading it. Can, uh, I just, can I just have it, Tim? I'll sh- can yeah. you, I've just had a very brief flick through before. Well, I'm going to have a quick flick through. And uh, my, the favourite line that I read was... Let me get it here. <laughs> I remind me a lot of Jonah Lomu. <laughs> it, it always takes at least two players to stop me. <laughs> well, I've just opened it randomly and I've got... Who do you remind yourself of? Uh, there's a question. Who do you remind yourself of, JB? Uh, I, I think... remind me of... <laughs> I remind me, if I was a professional rugby player in my, in my dream world, I remind me of Louis Pickamalls. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see that. Oh, lovely. But lovely bit of uh, bedtime reading, Phil. Thank you. My um, pleasure. So I, I've got a lovely Christmas gift. JB's got a gift. Now let's <laughs> let's the three of us give a gift to Eddie Jones. Oh, Munster has just scored. Oh, no. Damn oh, it. Oh, no. Is it disallowed? Please be disallowed. They're not celebrating. Oh, loose, loose head prop diving in at the corner. You never get... That happens oh. so rarely. Did you see the... Um... Stade Francais props try this weekend oh, from yeah. no? from 40 yards out. Unreal. Brilliant try. It was brilliant. Oh. All, all bit against uh, Treviso. Oh, you're watching it in the mirror. I was wondering what the hell, hell you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was definitely a forward pass. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're going to give Eddie Jones a gift for Christmas, and that is he's got to scratch his head and pick an England team for, for you know, 6th of February... Uh, sorry, yeah, first week in February, Scotland isn't far away and he's got to pick his squad in January, so we can help him out by picking his first England team for that Scotland game. That's a great idea. Well, it's your idea, Phil. Thank so, you. Yeah, it is Thank a great you. idea. Thank you, Phil. Um, so let's do it. Let, let's pick Eddie Jones's first England team. And we've got a perfect number for this, three, so we can have a democracy if we need to pick between two players. So let's go through the team. So loose head prop. Right now, who'd you pick? Me personally, I'm a big Marler fan. But I think Mako has been absolutely outstanding this year. Get, he's been getting man of the match performances. He's carrying his work rate. Uh, his offloading game have all been superb. So I would have Mako Vunipola. Uh, I don't really know. I think this is going to be a f- f- fiendishly hard task. All right, I'll just say Mako then. Yeah. Then, then, then we can move on <laughs> if you don't know. Well, yeah. it's, it's because we don't know what he's going to do. Who would have, who oh, would have no, predicted? No, we're not trying to predict. We're trying who, to give him a gift of doing yeah. it for him. This is who... Because we are, we are obviously very well informed. We've oh, watched, yeah, we clearly. We've watched a lot more rugby, English rugby over the past few years than uh, Eddie than Jones. Eddie. Although, I would argue, how many Eddie Jones, Joneses are there? Because he seems to be everywhere. <laughs> no, he's at <laughs> virtually every game, isn't he? Uh, so, and I think Mullen is pushing Marler for that spot on the bench. Uh, yeah. Hard. Yeah. You've got three outstanding loose head props mm. there. Uh, right. Hooker. 
Jamie George. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I, I Jamie would, George. I would also go Jamie George. Yeah. Um, I would. I would really like to see Hartley get back to fitness and get a good run and demonstrate that he has learned from his mistakes because he could be a very big asset to England. Absolutely. So we've got two Sarries, two players, two Sarries players so far. Uh, tight head prop. Toss up between Dan Cole, yeah. uh, who has not been playing particularly well for England, but Leicester are doing very well. Their scrum's mm. very good. And Kieran Brooks. Yeah. Who unfortunately went off injured. I know. On Friday night. Yeah. Uh, David Wilson is sort of dropped down Bass Peck in order a little bit. He started yesterday and Mullen gave him a bit of a let gave, gave yeah. a bit of a seeing too. So yeah, I'm with you. I think I think it probably will be Dan Cole starting, but I would yeah. be tempted to go just hand hand that number three shirt to Brooks and he's been outstanding this season. He's a good carrier as well. That's the other thing yeah. about Brooks. Very yeah. good carrier. Good all round. He's a beast. Yeah, so one of those two we're quite happy with. Yeah. Uh, into the row then. Atwood. And Launchbury. Has Atwood's form this season been particularly good? He was the only player I would suggest yesterday in the Bath Pack that came up with any real credit. He, he worked very hard yesterday. And that's I'll, give, I like. I'll give him that. Hard-working sec- second rows are the key, because you know, that's what they've got to do. They've, they've got to do horrible, horrible grunt work. Interesting. To, uh, Rob Baxter came out and said that he has spoken to Eddie Jones about Mitch Lees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 27-year-old at London Welsh last year. London Welsh signed him over from Australia. Yeah. Uncapped but English qualified. And he's keeping Jeff Parling out of the Exeter Chiefs team. And Rob Baxter said he's just working his socks off. Do you think it's going to end up... Do you remember... He's a massive unit as well. Enormous. He's nearly 20 stone, which helps. You've got a petty Fenua at Leicester. You've got Lacken McCaffrey. You've got Mitch Lees. There must be some other London Welsh players that have kind of just gone gone out... gone out elsewhere do you reckon it's going to be one of those weird things where you look back at it and you think how was that team so bad yeah. when these players have gone on to do so much yeah. Ollie Barkley still there oh uh, that's why Top they're so bad what's his name the big fat uh, scrum half Piri 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 so second row I go Launchbury for sure and probably Laws as well yeah to I, be honest uh, Laws has only played a couple of games back yeah. But he's very, very good player. Atwood. Atwood. I can, I can see Atwood. I can see Cruis making a push. Cruis yeah. is, is a, a class player. He is, and I think Itoji. It's too early for him. Oh, no, I've not said this before. I want to say it again. He has put on a lot, of, a lot of bulk. Itoji. He, he is looking like a different man. It was a well. It's a, for players <laughs> like Itoji. That's a. I mean, he's, he's a year older and he's at that age when his, yeah. t- his testosterone must be just <laughs> on all time high. He could, do, he could the, probably do with spending an afternoon at the Worcester exactly what I was about to relaxation room. <laughs> but, Wi-Fi driven relaxation room. But he's at that age when you do make those uh, size gains. But also he's had like a five-month pre-season. Yeah. Just oh, hitting the weights hard. Yes. Because of the World Cup. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you all the way with the players you've mentioned so far. Um, so you're in the, you're in Atwood. Kitchener's looks good as well. He's a great player. Mm. And Slater. Yeah. Pick your England back row, JB. Pick your whole back row. Okay. I I'm going to go say Haskell. Haskell. <laughs> Hughes. Robshaw. You can't, Hughes is, you can't, Hughes is he's not available till June. At the expense of Hughes. Surely Billy is a. a Billy, a let's all agree. Billy at eight. Well, uh, give me you as Haskell and Billy. Yeah, I'm going to drop, drop Robshaw. There you go. Okay. You, you as Haskell, Billy. I would go Billy. You as Robshaw. You as is currently injured, uh, but oh, assuming, yeah. he's, assuming he's back fit, I would. L- I'd love to see him in the squad. I'd probably go. You as Billy Robshaw, and 
I would probably retain Rob Shaw as captain only because I do not know who else could do as good a job. Rob, Rob Shaw has now got a huge amount of experience I, I think Haskell, as an international captain. Yeah, but, you know, I could have a huge amount of experience as an international captain if I had 50 caps. It wouldn't make me any good. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he needs to be uh, captain of England. In fact, I think the clean slate for him will do him a world of good. He can come back and really establish himself as the best six in England if that's what he is. Because he's not the best seven. Well, I actually think that. Uh, who is Haskell, the best seven? Dave Ward. Dave Ward, yeah. Dave Ward or... (laughs) The the best of it in England is George. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Smith. But he's not available for England, unfortunately. Kvezic's yeah. mm. worth mentioning because he is having a good season, and Gloucester look like they're winning. Uh, he's still a penalty uh, machine, yeah, though. He uh, just gives away so much stuff, so many dull penalties. I'd, I'd, I'd have Rob Shaw, even if you think he's out of position at seven. I think that would be better for England than having Kvezic personally. But well, okay, Eddie Jones may see it differently, and he's pretty good at assembling a team neck, rather than a collection of individuals. Neck on the line. I would if if I had to win a game tonight, I would play Haskell. I think his work rate's higher. Uh, his tackle count, although Rob Shaw works hard, Haskell works equally as hard, if not harder. He's consistently top of the charts for the, for, for for tackles, the work he gets through. But he runs <laughs> upright and bounces I off. Know. And do you know what? Do you know what Haskell's also top of the charts of? Go on. Uh, yellow cards for England. Is, is he really? Yeah. So like, like it, it, in the France game when England could have won the Six Nations, and he tripped whoever it was. Oh, and that gave, was so silly. Gave well. that yellow card and lost the that game. That could have been a red, actually. Wilfred's been talked about. Well, we've we've talked about him for a long time. I've never, yeah. I've never really seen him play except for like well, he's, been, he's, he's had massive problems with injury. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about playing Scotland away first game. So yes. anyway, uh, okay. So uh, scrum off then. I think that we are, we, you, are perennially weaker. I just can't think. I, oh, Danny Care would be my care, to the care or Simpson. Care or Simpson for me. For me too. Care yeah. or Simpson. Yeah, e- either, I'd be happy with either one of those. Both got excellent quick service. Simpson and, actually. No, yeah. I mentioned him. And, yeah, and both are a threat and will hold in those guards. Yeah. Um, and we'll, and to, we'll give you fly off more time just by the fact they're a threat close to the base. And, that, and Ben Youngs I think will be in the squad but um, I'd have those two yep. in, be my first choice fly half then Farrell Farrell it's got to be Farrell best fly half in the Premiership at the moment he probably more than any other England player as well as Rob Shaw has got so much stick because well, every, cause, we were all because we were all sitting there and we we were going oh you know why is, why is he not giving Ford a chance but you can only admire I've got what, to say, what Farrell up. is doing pre-World Cup yes Post World Cup, I've got nothing but praise for him. The only England player really for me did anything in the World Cup. Uh, oh, Mike, of any noteworthy. Mike, Mike Brown. Mm. Mike Brown was outstanding in the World Cup. Farrell is different league. He was superb for yeah. uh, both Saracens and England, actually. And, uh, and you know, Ford will be involved, and hopefully his formal re- return, and then that'll be a great shootout for that ten jersey, which is what you need. Or you could have both of them playing at the yeah, same time, potentially. Yeah. Because if we go to inside centre next. I don't actually know. I, I've, I've written my team down here, and I'm currently blank on inside centre. Well, let, let's do that then, because I'm the same. I've got I've got my team, and I, I, I'm I'm kind of like uh, obviously if Slade were fit, I'd be picking Slade. But yeah, actually, yeah, solid. Let's just do that then. Ford Farrell, Barrett. Tw- twelve trees. Barrett. Now Barrett might have a chance with Gustard. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah, uh, symbolically that. Uh, Brad Barrett at inside centre would not <laughs> would not a change of culture make. 
No, but there's Burrell, Twelve Trees. I probably look at Burrell. Eastman. Burrell's um, my personal favorite. I think every time he's played for England, he's done really well. I think Ford Farrell is a great idea on paper. I was certainly one I'd like. I'd like. I'd like to see, but the fact you know facts on the ground. It's going to be it, it's going to be Burrell because he's been consistently good for England. Right, Bruce Craig, can you sign Owen Farrell, please, <laughs> so we can just get that at club level? You know, swap him for Eastman. No, because you'll go to the NRL. Bruce Craig will sign him. They'll, they'll put him at twelve, then they'll move him to six, and he'll go to the NRL. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, what I uh, based on the fact that Henry Slade is not available, and I don't. I'm not satisfied with any of the 12 options that I could pick at the moment based on their form yeah. or their style of play. I, I, I would just go Ford Farrell. What would you do, Jay? Uh, Burrell. Outside centre then? Me personally, I would have JJ. Oh, but I would def- definitely have De- Daly on the bench. Yes, I would. Uh, but if Daly you had, covering the again, back three on the you bench. You had to win. You're in Murrayfield. You'd take the experience. On form, Daly is I would running Daly. really close. I would say Daly. Daly as a uh, as a utility back as well. He, he's got to be in the, on, on the bench. Yeah. Um, so oh my God, that's a, that is a disgusting or, kick. I tell you what, these two fly halves today in the in the semester <laughs> game. Freddie Burns just, just been, missed a, a horror kick. They, they may as well just not be striking the ball. It's <sighs> like exchanging air kicks. Come on, Leicester, there's ninety some, pounds on this for me. Anyone do some Richard Cockerell lip, lip reading? Then I did. <laughs> oh, have you heard about? We'll come back to this in a second. Have you heard about um, Freddie Burns's condition? He's got Bell Bell's palsy. Do you, know, do, you, do, you know, do you know what that, that is? No. no. Bell's palsy is when ho- uh, a portion of your face, usually half it, is completely frozen. Uh, it takes about wow. nine months to get over. Wow. Wow. Uh, sorry, three to nine months. It sounds absolutely horrific. Oh, God. So uh, that's I think that's one of the reasons that, that he's been out. He went on a flight to Barbados, and on the way back, the, fi- the si- one side of his face just, fr- just froze up. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. Didn't, didn't uh, know that. If you want to know exactly what this is, and you're a fan of wrestling, uh, JR in wrestling has the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Uh, so Jonathan Joseph wins the nod at 13. Elliot Daly pushing him very, very close. Very close. Uh, a tweet from Jack. I, I, again, I hope I say your name right. Beans or Biange or whatever. Anyway, Biange. Anyway, that's how you say it. Jack has said on the subject of long-limbed players because I was commenting on the length of uh, <laughs> yes of uh, yes, Luther Burrell's long yes. shins. Yes, go okay. he, he says. Jonathan Joseph on the subject of long-limbed players boys Jonathan Joseph has the longest arms of any human fact (laughs) except for maybe one Uh, the Toulouse flanker camera is a gigantic specimen I've got a feeling I think he's talking about disproportionately long arms though oh no no, this guy's just like this athletic freak he just uh, he's one of the few players of Toulouse uh, in Toulouse that can actually run England back three while while Phil's looking for a picture of long-armed Jonathan Uh, Joseph (laughs) <laughs> JJ Wade and JJ on on the good. on the wing, yeah. Only because I want I, I want him in, in, in the team. What, no Watson in your back three. Oh, that's a good point. Um, Wade, I, I, Wade is also injured, so you can't have Wade. Okay, yeah. so I'll have Watson then, and I'll have Good at fullback. I I would go based on what I've seen form wise. I think I would go Watson definitely in the back three. Brown, I would go with my fullback still. Me too. And then the the other wing, um, Ashton, I think, has got to be in with a shout. He's playing outstanding All right, rugby. If you want to go, he, oh, he's, on. he's always superb going forward. If Gustard can find a way with the England team that he virtually never has to do any defensive work, 
then that's fine. But for me, he's too much of a liability defensively. Yeah, but Gustard yeah. will Gustard knows exactly what. Yeah, he's yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe he does. He, yeah. Offensively, he's outstanding. And did you see that try by David Strettle today? Oh, yes, I think he did. Outstanding. About David, about David I, I don't want him in my England team, but that was a hell of a try. Yeah. Who's your other England winger then, Phil? Because Rocco, again, in a bad Bath team, is looking excellent, looking sharp. Very good player, Rocco. Rocco should be in the squad. I do like Johnny May. Consistently outstanding, Johnny May. Uh, well, so there you go. England nice gift wrapped, gift wrapped present to Eddie Jones. And to Steve Borthwick. And to. Mr. Gustard, as you mentioned, uh, he's rubbed some people up the wrong way as Eddie Jones already, hasn't he? Good. Well, uh, Bristol have said the RFU have behaved disgracefully, I think was the word they used. It's one cash, and it's fine. Yeah. Sports yeah, it's is fine. a business. That's, that's the way I read it as well. He's going to make. He's gonna make oh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh oh. Interception from 80 metres. Uh, oh, yes! Quick, 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 quick. Tackle him. Tackle him. Oh, tackle him. Five yards out. Five yards out. Zebo's been hauled down. Oh my god. Phil's 90 pound bet could be, could be riding it? on this. Yes! Penalty! Yes! Justice! Justice! Yes! Get over here, Pro 12! <laughs> 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 oh god, it's exciting, isn't it? Woo. Who was that? Was it Thompson that got back? That was some serious gaps. Oh my word. Well, they caught the 13, didn't they? The oh, it serves him right. Who's the, who's the 13? It serves, serves him right with getting caught for having a, having a top knot. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, Bristol have got their pound of flesh by the sound of it. So have Sarah. Oh, they're 500 pounds of flesh. Yeah. 500,000 pounds. 500, pounds of flesh. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of these selections? I'm pretty positive about those. I feel quite very excited positive. about them. I read a very good write up of Alex King um, talking about his wasp stays. Um, he, he was masterminded everything from fly half. Then his time at Claremont. Yeah. And he spent, finished his career at Claremont. Um, apparently, they wanted to offer him another. An extended contract, but an injury prevented them, and he went. He started coaching there, and he's very, very highly thought of. Yeah, a, a Welsh version of Alex King is Stephen. Stephen Jones obviously went to Claremont, very well thought of, and rumours are he might be in the Welsh setup sooner, sooner rather than later, especially mm. with the way that Scarlets are playing. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with the appointments. Yeah, um, my only concern is that I don't see Borthwick as a specialist. Uh, scrimmaging coach. In fact, Japan had a separate scrimmaging coach. Uh, and England scrimmage, scrimmage hasn't been performing that well, so I, I would quite in. like to see an appointment in that regard. What? Oh, God! God of a yes! Yes! Try! Yes! Cash in the bank! <laughs> Get in! <laughs> that 90 quid Make it rain! Good, Phil. Make it rain! <laughs> Woo! Party time! Uh, but what goes what goes through your head when you when uh, cocaine you... and prostitutes right now? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Let, let's get back to the games then and, and rattle through some of these. So Sunday's games, Paul won, Toulouse. Hey, we've not done uh, Sunday's games for this week yet, Tim. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, th- I thought <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd do the predictions for next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting way ahead of yourself. Now. Whoa, Tim. <laughs> Toulouse. Toulouse uh, went down to some pride, Ulsterman. Oh, I am. How I am, pride were, were you, Phil? I am so proud, Tim. I'm even wearing my special Ulster shirt, my Ruan Pinar Ulster shirt. Your match fit, which shrink shrink wrap shirt. It, it is. I think I must have put on some holiday weight. It is very, very tight. It's, it's, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get out of this without a pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, it's a brilliant game. It's a brilliant performance. Superb defence. Uh, 
so much passion and heart from the Ulster players. I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years ago, I'll say a couple of years ago, we might be like five years ago now, but the Nigerian FA decided they were going to ban the Nigerian team playing because the performances they were putting on in putting in was so was so inferior to the standard that, that they were expected. <laughs> the government got involved. I I really really want the French government to get involved now because this is not to lose. They are just so awful. Yeah. I mean they are they're just terrible. They're like Toulon but without the names. They spent 32 million euros on wages this year, down from 34 million. And this is all... all I don't do. believe they spent that on wages. What are you talking that, about? That was the... That might be the whole operating costs of the whole club, but yeah. I don't believe they spent £34 million on well, wages. Well, that's about 15, 15, 15 million. There's, there's, sal- there's two sides to it in France, isn't there? The salary cap is, tw- I think, €12 million Euros for players, but they can then have all these uh, concurrent deals, concurrent contracts for percent in merchandise and... Um, advertising, marketing deals, that kind of stuff. Mm. That, that, that was the fact that it was given on. It was, was it? B- no, it's Sky Sports, wasn't it? <gasps> yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's just their total operating costs or the player wage bill or when you count everything. I'm not quite sure, but that was the figure given. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, the, the product that they put out is just so rubbish, and I, I don't think they even know what kind of team that they want to be. Half the team are massively overweight. The other team, sorry, the the other half, or should I say, two members, of, two members of the pack, are superb athletes. So you've got, for instance, Camera Desutor and Harren Ordeki, who all started, who are genuinely good, good athletes. Then you can, but then the rest of them are just fat messes. Oh. <laughs> oh, there's, there's no w- nice way to put it. Uh, uh, the uh, the fly half is. Was a, was as the commentator said, a scrum half who's built like a prop. Yeah, he just shoveled stuff everywhere. Jean-Marc Dussan, he has put on some serious bulk. I know. From, it, from when I last saw him. And his favourite move seems seem to be the crash ball from ten. <laughs> crash ball ten. That's what thirty-two million million euros gets you. A crash ball ten. So. Uh, well, that said, still a, g- a good place to go and come away with uh, f- the points for yep. for some pride, Ulsterman. Uh, oh, in, in brilliant, brilliant it, performance. It was Th- it, uh, Ulster's third win in French soil, uh, on French soil. I think they lost thirteen of their first fourteen games on French soil, and then one of th- have won three of their last four. So, good run of form against the uh, the frogs. And great fact as well, Phil. Well done, uh, Clermont. Oh um, dear, put, put Exeter to the sword. Didn't they just? They, they really they wreaked went vengeance. Yes, uh, Jonathan Davis got 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 a try. Looking, um, looking good, Jonathan Davis. Yeah, the problem with Jonathan Davis is I think he's going to miss a lot, um, a, a lot of rugby. I don't, as we all know, um, head trauma isn't a, f- a funny issue, um, but I think he's going to miss substantial game time be- be- because of be- because of head trauma. Uh, Why? Well, he's not had any head trauma. Yeah, but right. his celebration, right, <laughs> is the thing where you put the hand across across your face like Bastereau. Yeah, which is also the exact same thing with the physios used to uh, to, sig- <laughs> to signal head trauma. So every time he scores, he's going to go through concussion protocol. And then when he's denying it, denying that he's had concussion. No, I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not even taking a e- blow. Exactly. Well, that's exactly what a concussed man would say, Jonathan. You're off. You're off. So I don't think we're going to see him for months now. <laughs> well, what struck me when I looked at the the team list is just again what a difficulty. France have got because I think in the starting lineup there was only six players that, that could turn out for France in the Six Nations playing at one of France's premier. Is that teams. right? It was I like, wish we had the what, what, it, was, it was uh, six or seven, but not many because you've, you've got players. You've got a 
could more Vahamina, Lee, uh, George, uh, George Collier, Philly, yeah, Fr- Fritzley, Davies, he... Strettle, Gear. Fritz Lee's going to be nationalised French soon. Yeah, I was going to say he's not played for Samoa or New Zealand nope. or anyone yet. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Well, Camille Lopez looked very, very good today. Mm. Um, and I tell you, the, the other guy that, that, that stood out, the Georgian, I'm guessing he's Georgian by his name, the, uh, the six. Yeah, Victor, do you want to pronounce that, Jay? Um, Kolishvili? Kolishvili, I think. Kolishvili. Yeah. Thanks, um, Tim. Now, other than being a, a very good player, because he really, 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 really impressed me today. If you put a gold chain on on, on that guy and, and, and put him in a suit, he could be from central casting uh, as an Eastern European gangster. He's got that exact look. <laughs> Most of the Georgian. Oh no, but he is. He's, he's a big, broad guy with a huge hair and a very grizzly beard. Oh yeah, most Georgians could do it. Yeah, yeah most, Georgians. most Georgians could do it, can they? Um, some sad news from Clermont this. Well, maybe some sad news, but. I think every cloud has a silver lining. Go on. Jamie Cudmore's contract at Claremont is not going to be renewed next year. Wow. Oh, no. So it'll be 37 next year. Uh, sorry, 38 next year. Really? Uh, they've said they're not going to renew it, which is obviously devastating news for me. But potentially, the silver lining could be that he gets a contract in England. Who would want Jamie? I mean, lots of people would. Who Where would he want go? Everyone would want yeah, him. But where does he fit in well, the it, best? It, would, it, it seems like a move... Uh, his partner a couple of years ago, Nathan Hines, came I'm and did think, a stint at Sale. I think in Sale might be. I would place. love to see. I'm, I go if, watch Sale. If I'm, I'm going to get a Sale, sale, London, sale, Irish, ticket. sale yeah. London Irish Newcastle. Oh, if he comes, he'll, he'll come to Sale purely for you, Phil. I'm sure <laughs> you are his biggest fan. You're, you even tweet with his missus about how much you love him. I've actually been in discussions with uh, Jimmy Cudmore's company because so the, the two presents I got you, I was also going to get a present for me from. Uh, could more Sinbin wines they're called. <laughs> um, why, why, why they don't that? they don't have any stockish in the, stockists in the UK, and it would have cost me would have cost me forty quid for a cask of wine, uh, but seventy quid for the shipping. To oh get no! There. So I just couldn't justify it for six bottles of wine, one hundred and thirty quid. Mm. <laughs> I'd help you drink them, one hundred and ten quid. Uh, yeah, well, so I didn't... That's got to be worth plenty of money to them, the fact you just mentioned his wine brand. Come it's on. Wine. Well, I also mentioned that they, they don't ship to the UK, so unless you're living in France at the moment, wow. um, you're sure... They did agree that if, if they did it, um, they would give me a signed photograph of Jamie Cudmore as well. That was one of my uh, requests. Can we put it in the, in, in, in the rugby dungeon? Uh, I might have it next to my bed, actually. Can we make a copy of it and put it in the rugby dungeon? Of course. Thank you, t- mm. uh, Phil. Uh, right, um, so the only other game we've got to talk about is the one that's currently ongoing, which we've got five minutes left before the end of that. So let's let's uh, let's do the the games for next week, and then, and then we can discuss this game um, uh, on on its conclusion. But one little question for you, a quick topical festive one: If you had to pick a professional rugby player to be like um, a Santa Claus at the lo- at your local shopping centre, which rugby player would you choose? Easy. Oh, go on then. I'll get a picture of him now. I was thinking about this. I was thinking. I was thinking. Avian Lewis Roberts might make a good one. Oh, Javier Chucky. Um, let's just have a look. Look at this. Is this? Is there anything in this? Because they're going into TMO for that. No. No. no What's uh, a waste nothing, of time? Uh, that, nothing at all. The, so, that, that, that was, uh, JB's referring to a, ta- a tackle on Zebo, which they were checking. He lifted him up beyond his horizontal. No, he didn't. He went down sideways. So move on. Yeah, um, exactly. And Z- that's, that's what the TMO will say. Xavier Chockey. Look at him there. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Look oh, at him. Wow. He's red, rotund. He's got the <laughs> just dye the beard grey. Yeah. 
What? Yeah, you don't even need to give him a fake beard. Yeah, he's got the red top already from Toulon. It's perfect. Well, oh, wow. Um, what criteria are we, are we going on here? I think it's, it's got to be a general rotundness. Uh, see, I'm going from a different angle, and I know exactly who I want my Santa Claus to be. Someone you want to sit on their knee? Uh, close, but not quite. Go on. Bruce Craig. I just think the gifts that that, that, that they bring <laughs> would be monumental. I don't think you... Or Boujola. Boujola would be, be, be a nice Santa. Yeah. I bet he looks after the Torn team at Christmas, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you see the Christmas pictures from uh, Matt Gitto and Drew Mitchell? No. Oh, they are outstanding. Uh, and the worst, and the worst Santa Claus I can think of would be Brian Kennedy. <laughs> Probably better through their Twitter account. Stan is an absolute workhorse, isn't he? As he loses yeah. the ball, he'll be a. Uh... Naturalised soon, won't he? Oh, I've got them, got them there. Civilised. Yeah. So Drew Mitchell and Matt Gitto are elves for Santa. Oh. Um, when <laughs> that's brilliant. That is. And who is the Santa? Do we know? That's outstanding. Uh, just at the local shopping centre, I guess. Oh, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you something. So this 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 came to me as a private WhatsApp picture from my sister-in-law, um, of my nephew. So Nick. At London Irish, uh, Nick's lad, and they had they had like a players. This is this is the young lad now with very long shins. Yeah, he's, he's, he's about, <laughs> no no big hands, big hands. He's about a month old. He's got massive hands and very long shins. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he's my nephew. He's, he's Nick's Nick's son. So he was at a London. The London Irish players had got all their kids together and they had a bit of a family day with, and they got a Santa Claus. And one of their let me get this right. It is it's the defence coach, an Aussie defence coach whose name I, I'm not I, I don't know. Is one of the dodgiest looking Santas ever. <laughs> Have a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that is spectacular. Wow. I'll have to find a way of tweeting that one without upsetting my sister-in-law because yes. it is, it's the sort of one you'd imagine that Santa to be <laughs> someone on a register of some yeah. kind, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not the guy that's, self, that's uh, self-reporting, is he? <laughs> yeah, anyway... Very good. Um, fixtures. Fixtures for next weekend. We're back to domestic rugby. Next weekend, Boxing Day fixtures. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Sale are playing away. I, I quite like going to the Boxing Day game at Sale. Are they? I thought they were at home. Oh, yeah, OK, yeah. So on Saturday the 26th, Boxing Day, first match, 2.30 kickoff. London Irish host Northampton Saints. Saints, unfortunately. London Irish yet to win Northampton put in I know it wasn't a great game but it was a good performance against Racing to, yeah. to hold them uh, so not give me Northampton I think Irish are going to start to show their worth soon I think that they could get they might, I, I'm going to say they're going to come away with a losing bonus point potentially sneak a win and the other side London Irish will have been able to rest a few players um, oh yeah they have they whereas did. Northampton they did. have not been able to rest a few players right. two games against uh, Racing right. why is one of your searches would you risk your life for a six pack there Phil that's <laughs> not one of my searches ok sure uh, then <laughs> it's a BBC uh, suggested video uh, you mentioned Sailor away they're away to Exeter Chiefs a Sandy Park on Boxing Day don't see that working out well for them Exeter 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 yep and Leicester uh, home to Newcastle Leicester Leicester, Leicester. Yes. So Newcastle and London Irish still to get a win in the. Uh, I know. In the Premiership. 
I know. Um, Ooh, Sunday's tasty. Sunday is wow. very tasty. London. Well, no, it's not London now, is it? It's Coventry. <laughs> uh, it's Wasps against Saracens. Yeah. Two o'clock kickoff on Sunday the 27th. I hope we can fill the stadium for this one. Um, Saracens still undefeated. Uh, in Well, in all competitions this season. Is that right? Yeah. Only undefeated team in Europe, in top, top flight team in Europe. Wow. Um, oh. I'm going to go... Oh, man, will, it, will they cut? This is the one. Yeah, wow. this is... I'm going to go Saracens. I don't think it'll be... I think it'll actually be a relatively comfortable victory for them because I think they'll work out the key to beating Wasps way before Wasps even know what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to go for Saracens. I've actually, I've just got a feeling this could be one of those deadlock games with not loads of points in it. But yeah, this will be. Yeah, I, th- I think Saracens can contain Wasps, and I think towards the end they'll start pulling away. Mm. That's how I see us going. Yeah, I think Saracens as well. I think this will be the best game of the weekend. What is happening, at Leicester? The Stones look a little bit like the old Leicester, you know. This is ominous. Just winning some games. Well, there's working a, hard. There's a minute they? left, and the game is won. Your your bet is safe there, Phil. Unless something ridiculously oh, miraculous bet, for bet, Munster. Yeah, well, yeah. Munster are playing two for tries. a losing bonus point. Two tries. Two tries with, for Munster with only a minute on the clock. Yes, um, ninety quid. Ninety quid from two quid. That's outstanding. That uh, outstanding. Bath are going to beat Worcester at home. Uh, I, <laughs> Keith Earls is just play, playing like, by the way, playing like the, the lads in uh, tag rugby do when they get the ball, <laughs> run backwards and around behind all their whole team. Anyway, sorry, Bath Worcester, sorry. Um, I think Bath will labour a victory. I don't think it'll be pretty. Yeah. Bath Worcester, uh, do you know what? I'm going to say Worcester. Wow. Good odds on that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. And then Quinns Gloucester. Quinns each and every week just show me that they're an incredibly competent team uh, I think that's a, that's the best way to actually describe them and I think that they are far they're going to be far too good good for Gloucester they'll put up a reasonable, reasonable fight but they'll come unstuck there as they always do when they face any sort of adverse, adversity mm. whatsoever uh, yeah Quinns by at least 10 yeah for me. I, I agree with you on that one uh, and the the Pro 12 have thrown up some because they've got ge- ge- geographically they've matched oh it's Grand Slam weekend what they call it isn't it Scarlet's Ospreys will actually be a really good game at, at Parky yeah. Scarlet so I, 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 would, yeah. I would settle down and watch that one I think on Saturday will you? I don't think I. don't think I. Well, it'll probably be on BBC Wales. I'm, uh... I bet you don't watch it. I'm I, willing to put a lot. I, I, uh, yeah, you, no, you, you can get 25 minutes of it in. Before, money fail. Yeah. Money fail. Before London Irish. Yeah, yes. there we go. Winning. Well played. 90 quid. Cash right. in the bank. What are you going to spend your money on, Phil? Uh, I'm just going to keep in the betting account. Probably, probably next week's bet. So if I put two pounds and got 90 this week, if I put 90 on next week, <laughs> that's a lot of oh. money. <laughs> Exponential growth, that JB. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're a financial advisor, JB. I think you're, you're probably going to start <laughs> Not anymore. advising your teams to invest in Phil. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Phil will become a hedge fund. Phil's betting account. <laughs> there is actually, uh, on a serious note, because this, this is what, what I do. I, I pick funds for people, and people don't understand. Sports betting and actually picking stocks is not dissimilar. What I'm trying to say there is, it's all completely random luck. All completely random luck. You sound um, like you sound a little bit with a little less pizzazz. You sound like Matthew McConaughey in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Well, more pizzazz. <laughs> you're going to have us hitting our chest suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's for gazes, for gazes. <laughs> but it's, true, uh, it's completely random. Connor Ulster. Ulster. Some pride, Ulster man. Ulster, give me Ulster by a million points. 
Excellent. Um, I do actually think that this will be very tough going to come yeah. out. They're playing some really good rugby and they've had an easier fixture than... Uh, and they're a good stuff. team. And, they, they, well, and they've got Robbie Henshaw. Yes. Well, I think it's starting to happen for the Ulsterman. The, the Robbie, corner is beginning to be turned. Robbie Henshaw versus Stuart McCloskey oh, will be yeah. a hell of a matchup if he plays at 12. Hmm. Yeah. Why, where else will they play him? Or might they, not they, him? they play him at 15. He's, he's Sorry, Henshaw, are we talking about? Robbie Henshaw, he played at 15 before oh, he played at 12, right. yeah. It was um, Schmidt who moved him to 12. Sunday's Pro 12 game, Zebra, Benetton, Treviso, uh, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Edinburgh will win. Uh, Glasgow. No, Glasgow will probably win. Oh, I'm going for Glasgow, actually. Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, Dragons against Blues. Uh, mm, don't care. Uh, Dragons. Don't care. Uh. What else have we got? Is that then Munster, and Munster Leinster, tasty. Ooh. Both on the back of two losses in Europe, which is obviously it's unusual for two losses, but two good performances. This actually might be worth semi-watching. I'll definitely look at the score after it's finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike Dragons, Cardiff Blue. No, that that would just be consigned to the dustbin of history. I don't care at all about that game. Good, good. Did you uh, did you see that? Oh, I tell you, who is playing ne- next week? To lose Toulon. If you want a real snooze fest, if you if you've got a bit of a hangover and you just want something to lull, lull you off to sleep, power. You see the power of the two teams. Yeah. Nothing else. No guile. No skill. No god. No. Just god. power. They'd be, they'd be just, banned. Just on the dragons. Did you see that uh, the WRU only needed to pay an extra twenty five grand a year to keep Tolupe Falatau in Wales? And they said no, and they didn't. I don't understand. I don't understand this Salupe Falatel thing. I think it's all going to come out, come out in the wash. I'll tell you something about Welsh rugby, which is an absolute scandal. Would you, would you like to hear um, something about Welsh, Welsh rugby, Tim? Which is an absolute scandal. Um, go on, yeah. <laughs> so RGC. This is why oh, Wales. RGC, this is why Wales right, will always struggle. So RGC Ding. had a game <laughs> this weekend. I wish, I wish I had a hedge fund that put a pound in every time JB mm-hmm. said RGC on exactly. the podcast. Exactly. Uh, they had a game away at uh, I can't remember the team's name, and as soon as it comes back to me, I'm sure Phil 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 Phil, Phil, Phil will look it up. And this is important this game because all you say are ahead of them in ahead of them in 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 the league. They have three teams going up this year from the RGC's league into the Welsh Premiership, uh, which is just below, which is then just below the regions. And in order to get there, you need your A license, right? So you know with the A license, you've got to have certain facilities, all the rest of it. Um, they. Got RGC on a bus at seven o'clock in the morning, drove them down to Brecon, and then the game was called off. They said unplayable pitches, which was no such thing. What they're actually g- going to do is because um, because the opposition had now got their A license, they could officially go up, and because they could go up, what they're going to do now is get a load of permits, play a load of players, rearrange the fixture with a completely different team. And this is why the the internal Welsh politics just never works. Well, stuff like never that, ha- stuff like ha- like that happens in lower leagues of uh, of rugby. I know of a team. We know of a prop uh, who is absolutely. <laughs> oh, this is a great story. Tell <laughs> the story. It's my favourite story. Uh, uh, Phil's nervousness might lead you to think <laughs> that this happened in a team that Phil played in, but that's not necessarily. No, the case. it doesn't have to be. It doesn't over have there. to be the, oh. that case. But there was a the, the, there's a prop that we all know very well. He was a crucial member of a certain team that we all know quite well. Mm. I, think, I think you know this team very well, Phil. Anyway. Um, and that 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 main cornerstone of their pro, uh, of their pack was unavailable, 
and um, so on a frost uh, on a, on, a is... on a frosty weekend. The night before the game, they got the hose pipe out and ran. Oh no! Now that that is, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that, Tim. I'm not sure about the hose pipe. The, let's hear it then. Tim. Oh, it rained. Oh, it, well, it was a very, very localized shower over that pitch. <laughs> the prop in question, who was very, very important to the team's uh, <laughs> chances of. Uh, getting wins and and staying up and whatnot. Um, he he had an injury and so a pitch was was waterlogged. Di- was, was, was was there was a very localized shower, <laughs> most of which came out of a hose pipe on a very frosty weekend. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I think it's just it's genius. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So it's not just Wales. So prop who's got uh, probably close to four hundred national league appearances these days yeah. he's got a hell of a hell of a number uh, thank you very much for listening we'll be back um, yeah, we'll, we'll get some sort of podcast in over the festive period after the Boxing Day games 27th like that. We'll, we'll get a podcast in at some point and then um, and then yeah keep, keep listening keep telling your mates keep leaving your reviews on iTunes keep listening on Acast or on iTunes and keep tweeting Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. That rugby podcast, nice one, Felt. Merry Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas, JB. Merry Christmas, all.